Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm selfish, impatient, and a little insecure. I make mistakes, I'm out of control, and at times hard to handle. But if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. While sure, this could apply to any of us, the woman who first said it was one of the most iconic people of all time. The sexy, the smart, the one and only Marilyn Monroe. I'm Alicia Ryan. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring a true love story to your eardrums each and every weekday. Hello, work wife. Hi, Sarah. Are you ready for our New York Times 36 questions to love question of the week? You know I love this quiz and we're using it to get to know each other better. So yeah, I'm ready. I would also like to invite anyone who is listening to answer these questions with us. Oh, yeah, that would be really cute. Yeah, answer. Let us know your answers. I would love to know what your answer is to the following question. Mm -hmm. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Wow. Um, yeah. Well, because I mean, with the caveat, obviously, that we're not done yet. Right. We're not done yet. And I think that's one of the issues. We're doing stuff. With evaluating like this, because I don't know what's around the corner. But so far, let's say up to up to today, yeah. June 2022, I would say my greatest accomplishment is my career. I think my books, every time I finish a book, I'm I'm amazed that I finished a book. Like, I don't understand. I genuinely, <laughs> you cannot 
like every time I start writing a book, I go, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and somebody in my life goes, you've done this many times. And I go, that doesn't matter because I don't doesn't know. matter. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how I get from like writing one word to a finished book in my hands. It blows my mind every time it happens. So writing, writing books, but not just that, but like writing them during a pandemic, during hard times during my life, like it is probably my greatest challenge and the thing that I am proudest about. Answering the question, what do I consider my greatest accomplishment is really hard. Mm -hmm. Like I'm proud of my proud of my children. I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of my husband. I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the fact that my home is a tranquil place where the people who live here feel like they can be themselves yeah. and can tell me their problems. But the thing that's been on my mind most often, and this is probably one of, if not my greatest accomplishment, is the job I've created for myself. Mm. I created my own job. I don't know very many people who do what I do. But what this allowed me to do was opt out of a lot of toxic, awful things about working in corporate America. Yeah. I don't have to deal with being sexually harassed in my workplace. Mm -hmm. The only being that harasses me right now is the cat. Yeah. And he just wants me to give him food. <laughs> I have opted out of commuting. I have created a, a safe environment for my creative work. I'm really proud of myself yeah, for that. Be. You should be really proud Thank of it. You. I'm proud of you. I'm very fortunate. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And to be completely honest, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I didn't have a spouse yeah. who had that sexy, sexy health care. Yeah. Like the biggest, the biggest question when I quit my full-time corporate job mm -hmm. um, 12 years ago was, what will we do for health insurance? Because we had children. And without that support, without that support through his work, I yeah. would not be able to do what I do. So it's it's not as if I did it by myself, but I'm very proud of what I have accomplished. As you should be. Well, thank you. So should you. Thank you. Well, today we have a story, several stories, but also today is a very important day. It's June 1st, yes. which is the start of our birthday month. It is. It is the start of our birthday month. Both of our birthdays, yeah. <laughs> We're both June babies. We need to plan some things for our birthdays yeah. for the show. Some big time Gemini stuff. It's there's that's why there's two of us. Mm -hmm. There's actually four of us because we're both Gemini's. Yes. But it is our birthday month. And today, June 1st, is actually Marilyn Monroe's birthday. Another very accomplished young woman. Yes, also very misunderstood. Yeah. Among my favorite pictures of her are the ones where she's like all curled up reading a book. Yeah, just casual. I love pictures of Marilyn Monroe reading. But Marilyn Monroe is probably one of the most iconic symbols of female beauty and celebrity in American culture. And although her career ended in 1962 with her death, her image, her fashion, her personal life, the iconography of Marilyn Monroe is still very much relevant and still copied today even like two weeks ago at the Met Gala, mm -hmm. which was quite a lot of controversy. Marilyn's marriages and relationships are still talked about and there are still discussions and we will probably never know the full truth about them, which is good because it's like totally not our business. Right. But we're going to do our best to talk about some of them and about celebrity today. So here are Marilyn's relationships. 
first marriage was to a man named James Doherty, and it was one of convenience. Marilyn, who was born Norma Jean Mortensen, had grown up in and out of the foster care system, which was not any better then than it is now, and finally found a family she loved, but they had to move and they were legally unable to bring her with them. Um, so she married her next door neighbor, James Doherty, at the age of 16 to avoid going back into foster care. He was a Marine and he left for a two-year tour. And while he was away, she began modeling, which he did not like and was against his wishes. But then she was spotted by an executive and signed her first major film contract where she adopted her now iconic name, Marilyn Monroe. And back then, when you signed a contract with a studio, mm. like that was still in the era where I think the studio contract dictated so much of what you did. Like you belonged to that studio. You were their actress and you were going to be in all of their films. Mm. It was like being on a like a baseball team. Speaking of baseball, her next husband <laughs> was Joe DiMaggio. A few people have heard of him. He was a very famous player for the Yankees. And when they met, she was absolutely a sex symbol one of the most famous people and they bonded because they both had painful chaotic childhoods that ended in an almost absurd amount of fame so they were both lonely people with difficult childhoods and probably a lot of trauma who were both very famous which gives them a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about with the Love is Blind contestants. Unless right. you've been there, you don't know yeah. what it's like. Right, right. Joe DiMaggio once described their intense physical attraction as, quote, like the gods were fighting. There were thunder clouds and lightning above us, end quote. Okay. Sounds like an intense scene. They were both divorced, so they couldn't get married in a church. So they got married at the courthouse. And almost immediately, their careers get in the way. He's 40. He's almost at the end of his career as an athlete. And she is still very much in demand in Hollywood. And her being a sex symbol was initially what attracted him to her. But then it kind of became a, a problem. It's time to take a brief break to hear from our lovely sponsors. And we will be right back. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He was married to her when she did that iconic scene in the seven-year itch where she stands on the subway grate and the Uh wind from the subway blows her skirt up. It made him so angry that there are allegations that he attacked her, although no one knows for sure what happened. But he was deeply, deeply embarrassed by all of the commentary that surrounded that scene. They divorced nine months into their marriage, both because it was contentious and some presume also because there were allegations of abuse. But they remained close friends and she forgave him 
and he is the one who collected her body and arranged for her funeral after her death 10 years, a little bit less than 10 years later. And three times a week for the rest of his life, he had flowers sent to her grave. Wow. Her third marriage is to the man I consider her nerd husband, Arthur Miller, who's a playwright. <laughs> she dated a whole bunch of men, including Marlon Brando. Yikes. But began this incredible whirlwind romance with Arthur Miller, who wrote The Crucible and Death mm -hmm. of a Salesman. He was a pretty controversial figure because his play, The Crucible, was considered to be a veiled endorsement of communism. Mm. And just for starting a relationship with him, the FBI opened a file on Marilyn Monroe and monitored her actions. Wow. Yes. And they really wanted to start a family but she could not get pregnant and continued to have miscarriages and allegedly mm. suffered from endometriosis, which as someone who has endometriosis, my girl, hey, yeah, ouch. That is awful. Her infertility was also complicated by her dependency on barbiturates. And even though her career was flourishing, she was in a bit of a spiral. So even though she couldn't get married in a, in a church with Joe DiMaggio, she and Arthur got married in a traditional ceremony following a quick trip to the courthouse. And he wrote her a starring role in one of his scripts, but her drug use got in the way of her starring in that role, and they divorced after five years of marriage. Can you imagine? Yeah. Because she was a, she was a really good actress. Yeah, I, I do wonder what he envisioned for her. What could have been, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's interesting that Marilyn Monroe is still a famous celebrity. And mm -hmm. she died in 1962. Yeah. Like a long time ago. But just the iconography of her celebrity and the way that celebrities have modeled themselves after her. Yeah. There was Madonna. And then there were other artists. And then there was Kim Kardashian mm -hmm. at the Met Gala, which yeah. that was a whole thing. Yeah. That was a whole thing. Oh, that was so wild. First of all, can we talk about why Ripley's Believe It or Not? of all places, has such an important piece of memorabilia, like Marilyn Monroe's, one of her most iconic outfits. It's just so, like, shouldn't that be in D.C. at a Smithsonian? Shouldn't that be? My somewhere? guess, and this is purely an uneducated guess from me, my guess is that Ripley's had deeper pockets and outbid them for the dress or offered more money for the dress. Yeah, that's just... Ugh. That's so wild to me. Like, that should be somewhere where anyone can see it for free. It's it's so weird. But, yeah, it, there was a lot of criticism. I, I watched a lot of fashion TikTokers talking about how. Or oh, costume, I'm very curious costume about fashion TikTok. Yeah. I mean, costumers on TikTok and, and on Twitter, too, they were talking about how even, like, the video of them working the dress up her hips, like, to try on was wildly damaging like it could have easily ripped the dress or, or damaged it because they weren't using gloves so it was yeah i think it's a scandal in so far as kardashian scandals go not very big but <laughs> just another person who's obsessed with marilyn monroe apparently disrespect very disrespectful yeah. yes yes it's yeah. very disrespectful i've also heard that there is very likely that was not the real dress i know she she put on a dupe of it afterwards like as she said yes. she only walked up the red carpet and then afterwards she got into like a, a mock-up of it 
And yeah, I have heard that it was never the There's real no dress. There's no way. That there was no way Ripley's would have actually let her wear the real dress. And so it was all like a publicity thing. And also fabric that is that old. Yeah. Fabric doesn't last. If you see a dress yeah. from 100 years ago, that's astonishing. So the idea that that dress was strong enough in its in itself to be handled that much is dubious. But the whole part where they're like struggling to pull it up her body which, okay, first of all, I had a lot of terrible feelings about that. That just made me feel awful for everybody involved. Right. And also, there's no way the dress would have survived that. It's just, yeah. Moreover, that dress was scandalous. And it's and this is so cool to me because you can't really tell in the footage of the time because it was the 60s, so it was black and white. But that dress was dyed specifically to match her skin so that she would look naked when she wore it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's oh. like, you know, the, the the mesh or the net that's in wedding gowns mm-hmm. to make it look yeah, like something yeah. was strapless, but yeah, there's actually yeah. a fabric there. Mm-hmm. That dress was dyed to match her skin tone so that she would look naked when she was wearing it. So it was not only dyed, but specifically tailored, and she was sewn into it so that it would be exactly skin tight. Plus, if you think about the bras of that time, they were very, like up and conical and pointy Mm -hmm. and that is not the style of bra that we wear now so even that doesn't match my theory my semi-ignorant i have i am a skeptic theory is that it was not actually her dress and this is all an elaborate publicity stunt for ripley's and for kardashians yeah that is my theory i buy that i think that's a valid theory i also think that it's kind of sad how much Marilyn is not allowed to just be. Yeah. Just let her let her rest. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. I don't want to project my nonsense onto Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. she's the, you know, she's one of those tragic figures of beauty and fame that is perpetually famous. Like like Diana, like these, you know, beautiful yeah. women who just passed away tragically very young. I think it's a similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am curious. Were you obsessed with Marilyn when you were younger, like I was? Because I totally was. I will not deny it. No, I was not. I will be honest. I was. I will own it. I totally was. Had the posters, had the book, all of that. I did love, I did love Diana. I will say that. I I, I think my family was like, I don't know what it is about Indian moms, but they really love Diana, Princess of Wales. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and this is like something I talk a lot, like South Asian friends have confirmed that, I don't know, maybe their parents were also really in love with Diana Princess of Wales. I don't know what it is about our generations of South Asian moms. I want to know why. I do too. I know. If if your mom was similar, please write us and let us know because we would really... (laughs) Yeah. Sarah, what is your love to go for today? Aside from the deep desire to know why so many South Asian moms are obsessed with Diana, that is my love to go. I'm going to be wondering about that for hours. Very weird. I would say that you can have many different loves throughout your life, and that's all good. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. there's not there's yeah. not just one happily ever after. There can be many. Yeah, and like I've said in other episodes, just because something ends doesn't mean that it failed. Sometimes oh. things just end, and that's okay. Were your parents obsessed with Diana? Were you obsessed with Marilyn? We want to know. Yeah. You should email us at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media if you have a love story to share. If you have any questions or thoughts or suggestions, please, if you have a moment, please leave us a review. We would be so excited and grateful. We'll definitely read it on the air. You can follow us 
on Instagram at lovestruckdaily where we post very cool pictures. And sometimes we have these really nifty little audio samples. They're called audiograms and they're really great and I love them a lot. So you should listen to them because they're so fun. And it's like a little sample of the show. You can find those on Instagram at lovestruckdaily and on Twitter at lovestruckdaily. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a very iconic happily ever after. <laughs> 